Hey guys, and welcome to Selfish Storytime. Today, the conversation is still going to be on bitter, since the other half is being released tonight. Um, But I wanted to speak about energy, negative energy per se. And um, I read this quote the other day. It's either on Instagram or Facebook, one of those. Um, But it said, today I decided to forgive you, not because you apologize or because you acknowledge the pain that you caused me, but because my soul deserves peace. When I read that, that hit different. Okay? How many times is it that we know that we deserve the apology? We know that we've been done wrong and we hold on to that. That anger grows more and more. You become more bitter towards that situation or that person. They never apologize. You know, you're just pretty much being forced to deal with it. And it's like at that point, at, at, at what point? Are you going to step in and say enough is enough? Because when you hold on to negative energy, interact with negative energy, dish out negative energy, guess what's going to double on your soul? Negative energy. <laughs> negative energy. No matter what it is, it's going to be a part of you and reflecting your actions. It's going to show in your tone. It's going to show when you walk in whatever room it is. And I guarantee you, whatever goal you have is going to seem untainable. It's going to seem like you can't reach it because you got so much negativity in you. You have to really like sit back and take the time to reflect on self. Are you the person dishing out the negative energy? Or is it just the people you choose to be around? Put it like this. Start start with this. Start with thinking of the last argument you had, right? And think of how it could have been avoided. Did you say something that may have been elevated the situation? Or did that person say something to intentionally trigger you? Because people do it too. People people be knowing what your triggers are. A lot of the times it's the people around us. Like they know what your triggers are. And them people that knows what your triggers are and intentionally try to get you to go off, them are the ones you got to stay away from. Because guess what? They're bitter. They're angry. They have a whole lot of negative shit going on within themselves. And when people carry that weight, that negativity up up in their, their spirit, they don't care about yours. They don't care that you're happy. They don't care about whatever you got going on, no matter how much the outside may seem to be. A wolves in sheep clothing, huh? <laughs> Yo, people be a trip, I tell you. Hold on. I read this, uh, another one the other day. Like, I've been seeing some good shit. And I'm going to only acknowledge the ones that, that connects to this conversation. But it said, manifest quietly. 
they already don't like you. <laughs> huh? Manifest quietly, sis. They already don't like you. You know, okay, so you know how with certain friends you can tell certain things too. You know how like you might tell one friend this and you don't want to tell that one just because you don't want to hear their mouth or whatever judgment they're going to say. Right? The same thing applies to those people with negative and bitter intentions. That's why it's, it's, it's important to weave those out to get them out of the circle. You can't tell them everything because everything about them and everything that surrounds them is negative. They're not going to be happy for you. They're going to be wishing and hoping on your downfall, huh? We got to be able to weave those people out. Like I said, it's kind of hard at times because they be a, 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 a wolves in, she, in sheep clothing. They be a wolf in sheep's clothing. I'm all tongue-tied. I'm definitely getting loopy, but yeah. We in Selfish Story Corner. And this is definitely how I be. <laughs> but yes, people, get rid of those people. Get rid of those people. And, and when you do... When you do, you start seeing positive things happen in your life. And then you sit back and think, damn, what happening? You instantly, don't you? Don't you know you instantly think about who the hell you just let go? Hmm? You just broke up with that nigga and all of a sudden you going to school. But you 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 let that bitch go and all of a sudden you 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 got a, you make a move. You got a new car. I don't know. Whatever the situation may be. That negativity, bruh. Even when presented, it's not always the right time to interact with it. Somebody want to go off on you and you just like, really? Swear to God, like somebody just tried to go off on me the other day or get smart with me the other day. And I'm just like, really? Nah, bye. That's all I'm doing from here on out. Okay, because with all the self-reflection I've been doing, I demand respect going from here on out. And if I can't get that from you, if I'm feeling any kind of negativity from you, any of them ill vibes, you got to go. Whether that be a job, whether that be at school, whether that be a motherfucking friend, family member, I don't give a damn. When you mess with me and my energy and my peace, you got to go. We getting too old out here, too grown, too grown for that, all of that stuff. Let's reach for the stars. Let's accomplish all those goals that, that whatever it is that you had planned since last year that you never worked on. You know what it took for me to start writing? Self-reflection and prayer to God. Self-reflection. That shit is too true when they say self-love is the best love, okay? Self-reflection and prayer to God. I was able to open up. I was able to see shit more. Somebody can be lying to me in front of my face and I'll put you on the spot right then and there. Don't try it. I know that you're lying. Like, you know, it's, it's just like I can read people. I, it's just so blatant on their, on their damn faces. They be really trying to hide. Them wolves and them sheep clothing be really trying to hide with me and I just be like, with the lips suited up, please, I see you. And then I just move around. That's all. Won't steal my blessings. Yeah, yeah, guys. We got to get those bitter and those negative people 
out of the circle? What do y'all do to um, self-reflect? What do y'all do to ease your mind and to keep your spirits up and to keep you in the mood? What do y'all do? Me, I do exactly what I'm doing now. I'm in my writer's corner. I'm smoking my spliff. Just got done editing and writing a few more scripts. I got my meditation music going. Yo, when I tell you this, this meditation plays throughout the day. It be very, very low, but I sleep with it. I wake up to it. This is my calm. When I leave outside this room and the kids stress me out like, like hell, as soon as I walk in this room and I hear my meditation going, I automatically calm down. Like my nerves just, it's like a, a breath of fresh air. Okay. But we have to start finding, guys, the things <clears throat> that'll help us get in tune with ourselves so that we can get those people up out of our circle and go for the things that we want to do. When you're around positive and you do positive, positive happens. It happens. Guys, here is the second part of my story, Bitter. August came and I was very excited. My baby turned four this month and starts pre-K in September. I can't believe I have a child starting school. That alone made me motivated to register for college courses. I've been out of school for about six years, but better late than never. Hello, how can I help you? Replied the receptionist. Hello, I need to make an appointment with an advisor. I replied. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, let's see what we have. She took a few moments to go over the availability. And I took that time to eye this fine-ass Puerto Rican in the next line. I knew I'm not losing it. Old boy was checking me out, too. He looked like he had a tan or could have been Dominican. His eyebrows were thick and dark with this perfect natural arch, and his teeth were a perfect pearly white. He looked to be about 5'7 with these long-ass braids that went down to his shoulders. He was only rocking a white T&J's. But I can tell he can make anything look good. How's this Friday the 8th at 11 a.m.? Replied the receptionist, breaking me out of my trance. I looked through my calendar on my phone, making sure we didn't have any doctor's appointments or other commitments. Yes, that's fine. Thank you, I said. Okay, great. You're all set. I'll set the appointment confirmation to your email and have a good day. I smiled and walked down the hall while slowly taking everything in. I will soon be walking these halls, I thought. I slowed down when I saw the escalator. I was able to ride going up, but going down was a whole different story. It was nerve-wracking to say the least. <sighs> okay, bitch, get it together. This is going to be a part of your routine. You got this. I coached myself into getting on the escalator whole time focusing on my head and shoulders. I was stiff as a board. How you doing, mommy? A deep voice bellowed in my ear. I couldn't lift my head. I was too scared. Not from the man, but this damn escalator seemed to be taking long as shit and I was ready to be off. You know there's an elevator, right? That may have been better for you. <laughs> 
he said. I slightly turned my head to see that fine-ass Puerto Rican dude standing over me. He was on the very next step, leaning his body into me as he spoke. He entwined the palms of our hands and leaned me in closer to him. It's okay, mommy. You safe with me, he said, pushing his lip up against my ear. Who the fuck is this nigga? He fine as shit and smooth as hell, I said to myself. I still didn't dare to move until we reached the bottom, but I can't lie. I like the way he felt. We reached the bottom of the escalator, and he unlocked my hands. He stretched my right out in front of me. Lead, my queen. Where you want, Poppy? We both burst out laughing. Yo, let me stop playing with you. With all due respect, though, you beautiful. When can I take you out, mommy? Ooh, brave. And a sense of humor. Take me now, Poppy. I joked. I grabbed him by his arm, and we walked towards the exit. I don't know where this braveness came from within me, but I wanted to have fun and go for it. What's your name, beautiful? He said. Shante, and you? Tone. My mama named me Antonio, though. Okay, Tone. And what's your major? Business. But I have a degree already in giving my queen the world. Corny, I said, stretching the word. We both chuckled. Uh, let me guess, you're going for a nurse? Why? Because that's all a woman can be? Nah, nah, shorty. I just see your little sexy ass in them little uniforms, you know, taking care of people and shit. We chatted for about 15 minutes in the garage. We just so happened to have parked on the same level. He walked me to my car and we exchanged numbers. Damn, he's smooth. I thought to myself as I pulled off. Oh, fine ass. After about 15 minutes, I made it to my mom's house to pick up Moody. She was watching her while I did my running around for the day. Hello again, mother. How was Moody? Monique was herself, replied my mom. She refused to call her by her nickname. So, she was bad? I asked jokingly. I knew there was some truth behind it. The girl is spoiled. But what am I to do? No, she was okay. I just laid her down for a nap, which is perfect timing, because I want to talk to you. Hmm, about what? I wondered. I took a seat on the sofa across from her. All right, Mom, what's up? I said, nervously. Listen, Shantae, you know I love you and will always be here for you and Moody. I was never able to talk to you about what happened last month on that old website. That was not tasteful. I knew it was coming. The whole family and some saw that argument. Never let no man put you in a position like that. He doesn't respect you, Shantae. I stayed quiet and listened to her as she spoke, taking everything in. There was nothing to say. Everything she was saying was right. Just like Takara said, I deserve better. Okay, Mom, I understand and believe me, this is the last time we'll have this talk. 
I began gathering Moody's things to leave. I had plans to go party shopping. Her birthday was on the 20th, and I had yet to prepare. Mom, I'll need help with the decorations for Moody's party, I yelled. Child, go ahead. You know not to remind me. You ain't got to remind me. Go. She walked us to the door, and we said our goodbyes. While strapping Moody into her car seat, I couldn't help but think about how different things were. Me and Jay Sean would always go together to shop for Moody's party. However, he gave me the money to take care of all the expenses, and I'm fine with that too. I look over to my phone mount to see the words Jay Sean across the screen. Speaking of the devil, I said aloud. I answer the phone while continuing to pull out of the driveway. Hello? Yo, Tay. How my baby doing? She good. I just picked her up for my mom's. We headed to the party store. Oh, alright, cool. I want to stop by to see her tonight. That's cool. I pause, shocked that he was even asking. He has been real distant since that incident last month. Okay, think fast, I thought. Well, it shouldn't take that long. I could swing her by when I'm done, I replied. Nah, I gotta bust a few mules right quick. I'll be free at like 10. Sean, we both know she'll be asleep by then. Why don't I swing her by tomorrow? Well, you not gonna let me see my baby? He replied. Not him pulling the baby trick. She'll see you in the morning, I said before hanging up the phone. I was not up for his reverse psychology mess. POV girlfriend. Today I woke up in a good mood. It's only been a few weeks, but I must say I love the way things been going between me and Jay Sean. We haven't spoke about the incident since it took place, but his actions are showing me that he remembers where home is. He's been coming in the house at a decent time, considering the work he does. His cause, he'll call throughout the day to check on me and the girls, and the gifts has been rolling in nonstop. It's kind of weird at first, because he was never a gifter. But I love it, and I wouldn't dare tell him to stop. I don't know, it's like I now felt like my position was secure, and I loved it here. Lately, I've been thinking more about pursuing my photography career. I haven't put much thought into it since having Brianna, but now I think I'm ready to pursue these goals. I always wanted to open up my own professional photography studio, and today I decided to get the ball rolling. It's time to put things into action. I began putting together pics I have taken over the past years to create a portfolio creating a resume and a web account to showcase my art. Now to get registered for some professional courses. I dropped the girls off to Deshaun's mother house. Normally, I would have taken them to my mother's, but she had to work today. Because it was unexpected, I had to make other plans. I just love how his mom loves on the girls. She takes in London as if she's her granddaughter as well. I couldn't have asked for better. When I arrived to the college, I was a ball of nerves. I haven't been inside of a school in almost eight years, besides taking London. Everyone seemed to be so busy, rushing to class. Seemed to be no different from what I could remember from high school. People clicking with their own groups, 
the eye rolls from a fire and those stares that'll make you trip if you weren't careful. This building was huge and the crowd was making me nervous. I rode the elevator, taking it up to the third floor. I didn't know exactly where I was going, but I did a little research and this floor is where I'd be taking the majority of my classes. I walked down the hall, taking everything in, peeking my head into what seemed to be the dark room and sneaking in to get a peek of the designer course layout. I became more excited and more motivated to get registered for class. I followed the signs that read admissions to get the process going. With so many emotions going through my head, I walked in the line feeling like a kid in a candy store waiting for a treat. The line was busy, but I had nothing but time today. I began strolling through my Insta feed while patiently waiting in line for my time to approach. Yes, and how can I help you? replied the receptionist. I looked up to see someone standing in front of me, indicating it still wasn't my time in line. Oh, she wasn't talking to me, I thought to myself. I scanned the room before going back to my feed when I heard a familiar voice. I looked to my right and there was this pretty brown-skinned girl. I knew I'd seen her somewhere, but I couldn't put my finger on it. I went back to scrolling my feed while still trying to figure out where I knew this girl from. I would take a peek every now and then to see if my memory would refresh. We seemed to have locked eyes a few times. However, there was this Puerto Rican guy standing in the line between us. She could have been looking at him. Before I knew it, my time has approached. I explained to the receptionist that all of this was new to me. I was very nervous yet excited, hoping she'd give guidance I needed to point me in the right direction. She explained the process for testing and went over all the information I needed. We then set up a date to get the ball going. I left feeling accomplished, even though the semester ain't start yet. I knew this was the first start and it felt good. This was my new beginning. I wasn't ready to go home. So much scenery filled with so many emotions. I took out my camera to get a few shots. I need to start getting back into the habit of capturing moments. Why not start now? There was this young girl and her baby leaving the school's daycare. She looked tired but determined. I'll call this one single mom. I began taking shots from afar, admiring the girl and her child. Nearby was a group of athletes who looked to be in their prime. They were rooting and cheering and all sorts of hype. I took a few shots of them and continued taking shots of anything on the way that I felt carried a capturable moment. After about 30 minutes of endless shots, I placed my camera around my neck and headed towards the garage. As I reached my level, I saw the most cutest couple hugged up near this red car. It reminded me so much of when me and Jay Sean started talking. You can just see the love and sexual tension. They were so cute. I grabbed my camera to get a few more shots before returning to my car. I looked in my rearview mirror to see the couple going their separate ways. So cute. I turned on the radio and buckled up, checking my phone before I pulled off. There was a text from an unknown number. I normally don't give unknown numbers attention, but from the looks of the pretext, it needed my attention. I opened the text, read the contents, and went into complete panic mode. It read, bitch, when I see you, I'ma whoop on you.
What in the hell? I said aloud. I couldn't process my thoughts fast enough. Who the hell is this? Could it be the wrong number? Is this Shaysham, bitter-ass baby mama? I clicked on the contact, attempting to call the unknown number and to get down to the bottom of it. The phone didn't even ring. It was like the number didn't even exist. Whoever sent that text wanted to be anonymous and got away with being so. I waited for a moment to see if they text or even called back. No response. I shook it off and took it as somebody texting the wrong person. Has to be. I don't have beef out in these streets. The thought of Jay Sean stepping out on me began to storm my mind. He's been so good though. Can't be. Nah, gotta be the wrong number. I said, trying to convince myself. I made a stop at the grocery store to pick up a few things for dinner. We were supposed to have a date night today. And today's date consists of indoor dining. I wanted it to be special. After all, things have been going good between us over the past month. I just want to show him he's loved and appreciated. I grabbed his favorite, shrimp and steak, and grabbed some ingredients to put together a shrimp alfredo. I grabbed a few candles and even a nice tablecloth. I'll put this on when the girls go to sleep, okay? I said, imagining becoming a dessert that night. I picked up the girls and rushed home to get dinner started. Listening to my slow jams while the girls ran through the house, I was in pure bliss. I love my little family and can't wait till daddy gets home. Jayshawn came home just in time for dinner. We ate and laughed, played games and laughed some more. After putting the girls to bed, I headed to the closet to take out the tablecloth I got earlier. It was a silk red cloth. I wanted us to drink a little wine and have dessert, then maybe after, <laughs> I can be the treat on the table. There was just one more thing I had to address. That text I got earlier. I needed to see his reaction when I told him. I had to be able to cross out the thought of him stepping out on me. It had to be the wrong number. It just had to be. So, baby. I got the weirdest text today, I said to Jayshon. I was sitting on his lap, looking directly at him at this point. I want to be able to see and feel if his ass is lying. From the roaming of his eyes to any tension I felt in his body, I was going to find out the truth. Oh yeah? Where how? He replied. Oh, nothing. Just somebody telling me they're going to whoop my ass. I said, stalking his face, looking for any emotion. What? Get the fuck out of here, for real? He yelled. He seemed to be just as pissed as me. I didn't see any sense that he was lying. I shrugged it off. I didn't want my assumptions to ruin the night. Right, that's what I said. Gotta be the wrong number. I got up and walked over to the stereo system turning on slow jams real low to get the mood right. I began lighting the candles I set up earlier that day, going all around the room. I walked in front of him and sat on the table while doing my best impression of sexy. Mm, the girls are asleep. Let's have some fun. I whispered, trying to sound seductive. 
He didn't look like he was in the mood, though. He kept looking at his watch and picking up his phone to send a text every now and then. Aw, damn, Tasha, I gotta bust a move real quick. I jerked my head back so fast I almost gave myself whiplash. Wait, what? Today's family night. Baby, and we had family time for the past four hours. I gotta go make this money, you heard? I was hurt. I was in the mood for some. Set the mood for some. And he just shut my shit down. I looked over to the clock. It read 10 p.m. Ain't no way I'm going to bed this early on a Saturday night. If I would have known he was going to pull this, I would have made arrangements for the girls. At least I could have been out of the house enjoying myself. I'm going to make it up to you, baby. P.O.V. Baby Mama. Things have been going good with me and Tone over the past two weeks. We talked on the phone until we fell asleep, and when I awoke, I was sure to see a good morning text. We chilled at least five days out the week. I was glad I found out about that little love triangle I was unwillingly in. I was glad I had moved on. I couldn't help but to wonder how things would have been for us if I would have gave into Jayshon mind games. Jayshon came banging on my door about two weeks ago. About 10 something at night, demanding for me to let him in and yelling threats. About five minutes later, those threats turned into apologies and I love you. That boy really has a problem. The nerve of him. Today was Moody's party and I was so excited. The theme was Minnie Mouse and it was implemented into every detail. From the cake to the napkins to the pinata, it was perfect. Everything turned out so nice thanks to my mom and my sister Sakara. I didn't expect many guests, but I was well prepared and had a little over in supply thanks to Jay Sean. I walked around the party, making sure everything was in place and everyone was having a good time. I looked over to my right to see Jay Sean walking up the driveway with what seemed to have been about 20 bags. I shook my head and walked towards him to help. And everybody wonders why Moody is spoiled, I said to him, cracking a smile. Hello. I looked behind him to see a woman and two little girls. Hi, I don't think we met. I'm Shantae. The kids are in the back in the bounce house, and you can set your gifts on the table in the back. My eyes returned back to Jay Sean as I continued to grab a few bags from him. I looked back again and noticed the chick didn't budge. My attention shot back to Jashan, then back at the girl again. Hmm. I began to evaluate the situation in my head. She's standing pretty close. The bag she has matches the ones in his hand. Wait, are they matching? I looked over to Jashan with a look of confusion, only to see him looking at me with the most slyest grin. Hold the fuck up, Jashan, who is this? That's when it hit hard. Tunnel vision. This is the girl from the Insta. This is the one he was messing with. You brought this bitch to my house? That's a wrap, y'all. Thank you for joining me at Selfish Story Time.
Hey, it was fun. I had fun. I put a lot of work into that. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, if y'all enjoyed it, follow my um, podcast. Like my story on Wattpad. All the links are there. Like, everything is connected. It's very easy to get to it. Show some support. This my shit. Watch my YouTube too. Follow me at Selfish Storytime on YouTube. Janelle Scott. Better.